three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from women empowerment, feminism, and everything in between. We are joined by two ladies today who are Pepper Roney, or Kate Penelope Roney, and Chelsea. Hi. Hi, guys. Hi. I talk so much about her on here. <laughs> so... Finally, if people listen, they get a face to a name. <laughs> yes. Hello, everybody. So, well, first, we're sisters. You were on one of the first episodes a long time ago, like in yes. 2017. That was a long time ago. Yeah. So ma- thanks for making time today, especially with pepperoni. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I wanted you to tell me a little bit about yourself, both professionally and the very obvious thing that happened to you last year that's personal. <laughs> yeah. So professionally, I work at Microsoft. I'm a program manager in marketing. And um, I support digital transformation efforts. That's awesome. Well, really cool. So I had a baby last year. This is her. Her name is Kate Penelope Roney. That's really cool. I met someone today um, at my job, my nine to five, that her, she was naming her kid Penelope too. And I got so excited. She was pregnant. Yay. So it's popular. Um, so beyond that, so I wanted to talk to you today about being a mom. I feel like being a modern mom is way different than it was even a few decades ago. Um, definitely. Um, we kind of, what what women's roles used to be is just kind of be the stay at home mom, but now we have to balance and make a lot of decisions about our time. So I thought it would be cool for people who don't know or are curious about being moms or moms to relate to a mom on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, so have you ever experienced judgment in your decision for childcare or anything like that? And do you feel like it's common for people to judge whether you stay at home or not and other women and vice versa? Definitely. I think moms have really strong opinions one way or the other. Um, either moms really believe that, you know, you should stay at home and, raise your baby safe and sound, or that you should have a career. Um, and I think that you probably would experience judgment one way or the other, no matter what you do, from different people, depending on what they think is best. And everyone just wants to share their opinion, I think mostly because they love you so much and your child so much, and they want to you to do what's right for them. Right. Uh, so people aren't bashful in sharing, but I try to not take it personally and everyone just has to stay in their own lane, I think, and not judge each other. And I think being a stay-at-home mom it, hello, would be the hardest ever job. And I think a lot of the working moms I talk to every day say, you know, I couldn't do it. It would be the very hardest job. So it would be lot, hard. A lot of props to stay at home moms, and but everyone just has to choose their way. I agree. Um, so why do you think it's important for people to end the stigmas, both just other people who aren't current young moms with young kids judging and both like, just women in general judging each other. Do you think it's important to end that stigma? 
Yeah, we just have to build each other up. And as moms, because no decision is really right or wrong, you just have to support one another because both ways are really hard and both ways have pros and cons. So, you know, I think to end the stigma, we just have to accept each other and each other's decisions. And as long as, you know, we're not putting our babies in harm's way, you know, we have to support each other. And, you know, by being public about, you know, saying, hey, here's what I chose, but I'm cool with what you chose then hopefully that stigma can start to end. And I mean, you kind of feel that, definitely. Do you feel like online, I just thought of this question, I didn't have it written down, but do you feel like on the online world has changed the judgment to be more vocal, like, or just like more in your face with blogs? And I know there's like a lot of groups you're a part of, and I'm sure those are groups that you chose specifically because they were really welcoming and open. But what do you think about like different groups like that and Moms Online? groups online they really do judge each other um and they really do um sometimes the groups tear each other down and some build each other up so when you're online and you're a new mom navigating that space like it's a great space to be in and we're so lucky to have social media so that we can have a space to share and we can have a space to listen and ask questions and you it makes you feel not so alone yeah because you hear of other women having the exact same issue you are with either themselves or their baby. So that's really comforting. Um, But I think some groups are more friendly than others and you just have to work to find the one that kind of goes with your, how you would treat other people. That's true. She is a wiggle worm. And how, uh, how old is she? I forgot to tell everyone, even though I know. Almost six months. Oh my goodness, she's so cute. I'm super biased though. She's my bug. Hello, Auntie. Hi, baby. Um, so if, um, so let's see. How is it like learning to balance? I think that's the thing. Like, I'm not a mom yet, but that's the thing that freaks me out the most. So, what's it like learning to balance? I think learning to balance is the hardest part of being a mom. Um, no doubt. I think learning to do it. I think whenever you have a kid, you kind of feel like a brand new person yourself. And I feel like I had to relearn everything that I already knew how to do, like down from going to the bathroom to writing an email to cooking food. Like I just felt differently about everything. And I felt like I just had to relearn everything in the context of being a different, you know, having a different role put on you overnight. Um, and I think that's really hard. Um, it's and the balance part is difficult too. Um, I think, you know, no matter if you choose to stay home or go to work, I think it's a struggle. Uh, because if you choose to stay home, then you're not, you know, sometimes you don't feel balanced in the fact that your day can just get away from you and, um, you know, you're not seeing other adults very much, but then if you go to work, you're not feeling balanced because every morning you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, I only get 20 minutes with my baby when she's awake. And then you leave and then you just think about them all day. And, you know, even when you're at work, you don't feel like you're doing a good job. And when you're at home, you feel shorted. So I think no matter what you choose, balance would be 
really difficult. And I think being a mom feels very extreme. Right. Yeah, it sounds very intense. Um, do you feel like being a professional parent is a little different for a man versus a woman? Or do you feel like it's a case-by-case basis? I think it is different. I mean, no matter how hard... You know, no matter how equal things are. I think Your husband's super hand-on, Aaron. Yeah, he's really great. I think no matter what, though, you know, the women have hormones that tie you to the baby. And especially, or probably either way, I, um, but if you, you know, grew the baby, I just feel like you're really, really tied to them. And those hormones that come with growing a human and, you know, your body's just adjusting for so long, both before and after their birth, that, you know, it just makes you feel so much more invested. And I think, you know, Aaron's so great. It's just, he, you know, it's, it's like, I feel so tied to her. Yeah, it's just different. No matter what. A little bit more objectively. Like, oh, she's crying. She's fine. Like, she's not going to die. But, like, for me, I'm like, well, it feels like she might die. <laughs> yeah, doomsday she- mentality. Yeah. And so I think it's just those kind of things that make it different. And I don't think that can ever change, really, no matter what. Um So I think dads and moms definitely have, like, a different perspective. But that's good because, you know, you can balance each other out. Cool. And so moving on to kind of maternity leave topics, like, um, I've learned a lot, and I want to dive deeper into this topic as its own episode. Um, But you were lucky and had a longer than average, I would say, Mm -hmm. overall maternity leave. But getting that longer time and some woman, like, get a month, and could only afford a month. Yeah, I know. How, what, what would it have been like to go back after a month? And how do you feel like that should change for maternity leave? Man, that's a really hard question. I think it would have been impossible for me to have gone back after a month. Mostly because of my C-section. I was still in a lot of pain. Yeah, you had a cesarean section. Yeah, and it hurt very much. So I think it would have felt nearly impossible to do that because I, I hurt a lot. Like most things in my life weren't even close to back to normal ish. Like I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't lift things. I could barely walk around the block. I mean, I think it's terrible for moms who only have a month. I I just can't imagine it. And I feel so, so lucky that Microsoft gives you those five months of paid leave. And If a company can afford to make that a possibility for its employees, I think they definitely should try. Um, You know, it's a different story if a company, like, can't afford it for good reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But if they can, then I think they absolutely should try to give you as much time as they can. And maybe if they can't pay you, maybe, you know, provide you that job security. Like, yeah, you might leave for five months. Um, or even longer. I mean, babies are so tied to you for breast milk purposes and just growth and learning purposes for that whole first year. I mean, it's, I just can't imagine having less than the time that I had with her. Right. Um, Um, And 
it's not fair also because you didn't choose your C-section. She was breached. And a lot of women can't choose their C-section. So if you're recovering from that, it's not like it was your choice anyway. Yeah, and then you wouldn't have even really had time with your baby. Because I feel like at a month, I was still suffering so much myself. Like it was very, you know, of course, I love her deeply with everything I have since day one. But it's very hard to be be very ecstatic and, you know, like feel lighthearted when you're in pain, when you're hurting yeah. a lot. Um, what, speaking of that, what are some postpartum things that you never anticipate or no one ever told you? Hmm. Hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I feel like it wasn't so much on the physical side. Like, I feel like you get pretty well warned. Like, yeah, you're going to be in pain. Um, you know, all your hormones are going to be going up and down. I feel like all those are things that you get warned about. I think that's something that you people don't talk as much about is um, just, like, the intensity of it all. Um, like, in a really good way. Like, you're intensely so happy and you're intensely so joyful and you're intensely so in love. But you're also intensely stressed out and you're... you know like intensely trying to relearn how to do everything again and so with another human in your arms so I think people kind of just don't say how intense it can it can feel because I think you know when you describe it to someone else you just you think about how much you love the kid so you don't really like go into anything else because it's kind of a moot point because you would do it anyway like it doesn't that makes sense um so, what was it like going back to work? Was it super intense? And, like, was it what you thought? What was it like going back after? So, everyone had made it out to be, like, the worst day of my life. Like, it was for sure going to be the worst day of my life. Like, you're going to cry. You're going to feel, like, awful. Like, people had really said terrible things. And I was ready. I was like, I was like, okay. I remember I'm- you being ready. I'm going to feel terrible. I'm going to, I'm dreading it. Like I felt terrible. And then I left, you know, I, I dropped her off at daycare and she was doing, she was so happy. And then I knew she was well taken care of because I trust where I put, you know, I, I trust where I drop her off every day and you have to feel trust or else you can't feel happy. But I was able to walk away knowing she was okay. And then I went to work, and one of my thoughts was, ooh, I can pee by myself. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, like, oh, I can run and grab what I want for lunch instead of literally feeling like I was going to cry when I was trying to make lunch because I would, like, put something down, and then I would have to pick her up, and it was just so frustrating. Like, I think, you know, it was good to step away for a little bit, and I think it personally makes me a better mom like when I get home like I feel like I have unending patience oh that's good that's a that's something I didn't think about either um so there are some like it's why isn't so important for you personally for we talked about this a lot and I think that's that's going to be key for me to be a mom is that people ask you separate things from Pepper's life and refer not to you just as a mom and that's not just who you are and why do you feel like that's so important for people to keep in mind when they're dressing and just having a relationship even a friendship with a mom 
Yeah, I think if you have a friend becoming a mom and maybe you're not a mom yourself, I think it's really important to keep in mind, like, that person really, really needs you to be a friend to her, like, not to her baby, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, ask her how the baby is because obviously that's all they kind of want to talk about. (laughs) It's also really important to ask them, like, how are you, like, and not in relation to the baby, like, you know, how's your cooking going? How's your hobby going? You know, like, how are you doing as a person? Um, as a side tangent, I think society is getting better at realizing, like, yeah, we are separate humans from our children and we should have other thoughts and hobbies and joys and sorrows. And so it doesn't make your love any less. I think that was like what the stigma was, you know? Yeah, like, if you don't talk about your kid every time, you must love your kid less. Well, that is just, like, far, far, far from the case. I think for me, like, I'm so thankful when someone asks me about me. I, you know, we're two separate people, and and they'll always ask about Pepper, too, and my friends have been really good about it. Good. That's awesome. Um, So what's something – this is my last question. What's something you should not say to a mom? I remember – I tried really hard to be as aware as possible throughout your pregnancy and throughout afterward of how to treat you as like my sister and friend. And I did screw up once pretty bad where I said I didn't invite you to something that all of our friends were going to just because you had a newborn. Um, Are there things like that that people shouldn't do? And what are like some things that you feel like people should keep in mind? I think there are probably a couple things, um, like one of which is, um, people, you know, that's a big one. Like always, even if your friend just had a baby, like a day ago, like if all your friends are getting together, I think it's really important to still tell them and say you're invited, um, and not say, I know you're not coming or something like that. Like don't preface it. Just tell, you know, even if you know they're not coming, like, it makes them feel, like, way better. Like, even if they can't leave the house for a couple months, you know, it's it's really important to re- make sure that they're still thought about as humans and separate people. Um, because you just, you feel, when you have a baby, you all, you feel kind of like you lost you in there somewhere. I mean, you know what I'm saying. No, yeah. Like, you feel like you lost you. That's why we were just talking about with, like, the personnel, like, making sure you ask. Yeah, and so, on that note, it's really important to ask people to hang out, even if you know that they can't, or their schedule has changed, or whatever. Because you never know, like, maybe one night, like, maybe on the fifth ask, maybe they'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna come. Or, you know, yeah, or, yeah. I just think it's really important to invite them. And then the other thing I'd say is, like, feel free to ask women personal questions. Like, are you breastfeeding? Or tell me about, you know, how your vagine is doing or all that kind of stuff. But I think the big thing here is not to judge, like, oh, are you breastfeeding? And then if they're not, be like, oh, you know, scroll off some stat about how breastfeeding is better. I think, you know... You just have to let moms do what they're going to do. Yeah. Um, knowing that their child's interest is the best at heart. Cool. Well, Chelsea, what are you looking forward to this week? 
That's how we wrap it up. Unless there's anything I didn't touch on that you wanted to say. Um, no, thanks for interviewing me. You've been the best ever sister through a very um, long, because she's been a little sick, six months. But you've been such a good sis. Oh, thanks. Um, what was, oh, what am I looking forward to? Well, in one week, Pepper gets weighed. And I'm really excited to find out how much my chunky monkey weighs. She's so chunky and healthy. Yay! all the food and good job pepper some solid food so i'm really excited to see what is up with her stats well cool and let's see what am i looking forward to this week oh god i didn't think about it before i asked you um i am looking forward to i'm looking for places to live this next year so i'm looking forward to exploring fun it's always fun to find a new place to call your home Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, Chaz. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Love you guys. Love you. Bye, guys.